Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I'm Shemaine Laney, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist, nutritional therapist and biohacker and I'm very happy to have you back with me for some of your day. I hope you're all enjoying this beautiful spring weather and I'm excited to cover this topic today with you. We're going to be learning about deuterium, but before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So, deuterium is a word or even an idea that most people have not heard of. It really does take someone to be deep in the nutrition field and biohacking field to know or have even heard of what deuterium is. I've been laughing with a couple of my clients recently saying, oh, this rabbit hole goes very deep. Do you want to go down here? Um, Because it goes deeper than most people understand. And deuterium is one of these topics that um, is where we start to go down the rabbit hole in regards to nutrition and health. So a few, actually, I have spoken a lot about deuterium in my biohacking library group on Facebook. I have an article on my website from, I think, three years ago, four years ago about deuterium, but I know people have busy lives. We forget things. We miss things. So hopefully this episode is informative to you and really helps you think a little bit more about what might be affecting your health and your energy levels. So um, this has been on my list of to-dos for quite a while. Only someone asked me what deuterium was recently and I explained to them and I was like, oh, I must do a new podcast episode on this. So what is deuterium? Why deuterium? How does it affect your health? What is deuterium depletion? What is deuterium depleted water? Where can we find deuterium in foods? That's everything that we're going to kind of cover today, which is actually a lot. So most people know that 60 to 70% of your body is made up of water. Up to 99% of your cells is made up of water. And water is so important for energy production. And um, in case you didn't watch it yet, last week I had an incredible interview with Mario Brankovic about um, coherent water and structured water. And we, we really covered a lot on the importance of good quality, clean water there. So totally go check it out. But water is so important for energy production. And people don't really realize that. I think when people think of energy, how do I make energy? Food and sleep. I think that's really what people think. But there is a lot more to it than that. Um... I did a post this morning on Facebook just kind of talking about 
mammalian photosynthesis and it it is a thing we can create energy from the sun so there's lots of different ways you can create energy but on a basic level producing energy happens in your mitochondria within your cell we have thousands of mitochondria in your cell and I have been saying this very plainly over the last few weeks because I get tagged in a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm fatigued. I can't create energy, blah, blah, blah. And people always looking at different angles. And I, I keep repeating myself saying, no, we make energy in the mitochondria. That is how you make energy. It's not hormones. It's not other stuff. It's made in the mitochondria. There are other influences but your energy is made in the mitochondria. So then you have to look at, okay, what is impairing my ability to make energy in the cell? And then you kind of work back from there. But it's so important to understand that is how your energy is made. There's different things that can impair it. There's different things that can improve it. But energy is made in the mitochondria of the cell. And inside the mitochondria, there's this thing called the F0F1 ATPase, which basically is, it, it's a little nanomotor within your mitochondria, and on the top of it, it has like a spinning head. Um, and this, this spinning head, this little nanomotor, this is what catalyzes or converts ATP into ADP, and basically into our energy. And this reaction not only releases energy, but the faster the head rotates, the more energy you can produce. The slower that head rotates, well, the less energy you produce. You get fatigue, you get cellular dysfunction, you get illness, you get aging, and you get inflammation. And sometimes these spinning heads can completely stop and then the mitochondria can die. Um, and there's a few other things that can slow it down, but we're specifically looking at deuterium today. So I wanted you to understand this is how the energy production works. We've got this little nanomotor within our mitochondria. On the top of it is a spinning head. If it spins very fast and very well, you feel wonderful, you've loads of energy, you age well, you've got good health, lots of vitality. But if this spinning head slows down, then you've got all these issues and fatigue, lethargy, even mood disorders. So right now, you know more about how energy is made than most people. So I wanted to clear that up, so high five, congratulations. Now let's get into deuterium a little bit more. So deuterium is actually a rare type of hydrogen. Instead of just one proton in its nucleus, deuterium has an extra neutron. So to simply put, we have H2O and with deuterium we have H or D2O. So Deuterium is heavy water. You'll hear it referred to as heavy water because of this extra neutron. It's twice as big and twice as heavy. And it's important to know that deuterium is not necessarily a toxin. It's naturally occurring and it has a purpose 
in nature, deuterium helps things grow, except as we get older, we don't really want to grow because if you're growing, you're potentially gaining weight, but what else are you growing? So kids can do very well and tolerate deuterium because they're trying to grow. So it's not really a problem for them. But as we get older, deuterium starts to become a big problem and people should be aware of it. And again, this isn't new. I've been speaking about deuterium for years now, but it's going to be new to you. But a lot of my clients practice a lower deuterium diet. Um, we'll get into that, especially clients dealing with any cancer issues. This is, this is a big deal. This is important. Um, so deuterium, as I said, in nature, it helps things grow. It can be used on crops. It helps trees and bushes and plants grow their fruit. Fruit is higher in deuterium. Um, so it does help plants grow. However, like I mentioned, having too much deuterium in your cells can cause issues. Uh, it can cause the mitochondrial dysfunction that I mentioned, where the spinning head slows down. Too much deuterium going into that nanomotor because the deuterium molecule is heavier and bigger, it gets stuck in the spinning head and it basically gongs it up. It can't move, it slows it down. Kind of like sticky, gluggy oil. It, it's it just doesn't spin as freely or smoothly as it should. Um, and then this leads to metabolic disorders, fatigue, hormonal issues even, um, other metabolic problems, insulin resistance, inflammatory issues, diseases. So you can see now this is important. When deuterium levels get too high, these heavy molecules, we'll just say this heavy water, uh, heavy hydrogens increasingly takes the place of regular hydrogens and wreak havoc inside your cell. So hydrogen is the smallest element in the universe that we know of so far. I did a podcast on molecular hydrogen last week. Go check it out. Get a bit more information about how hydrogen can be amazing. Hydrogen is the key molecule that's used in energy along with um, oxygen and even sunlight and other stuff. But hydrogen is the key molecule. Um, so when we have this heavy hydrogen or deuterium increases within our cells, then all havoc breaks loose. And there's two, there are two primary ways it affects your ability to get and stay healthy. So first is that energy production and energy is the foundation of everything, of health, of hormones. I've spoken um, a lot and shared studies on how the mitochondria and the hormonal system, they cross talk, they directly influence each other. So energy production, when deuterium takes the place of the hydrogen inside your mitochondria, it breaks down these delicate little engines, these nanomotors. So then it slows down and damages your ability to make cellular energy. Um, and our body 
re relies really on our mitochondria and our ability to make energy to fight illness and disease and to stay healthy. Your immune system takes up a lot of energy. It demands a lot of energy to be optimal. If you're constantly feeling fatigued, chances are your immune system is compromised and you probably get sick more often than others do. So that's the first way. We have deuterium impairs energy production. The second is the cellular structure and the signaling when deuterium takes the place of hydrogen as a building block for DNA and body tissues and organs, it can lead to abnormal cell growth and immune responses. And this is where we start to have concern about disease at this stage. So as you're learning now, deuterium is something that you might want to be aware of. Before I go on, I do want to direct you, and I'm hoping to have some of these guys on my podcast soon to really go in depth a bit more on deuterium. Um, but I do want to direct you to the Center for Deuterium Depletion. You just Google it, put it into your Safari or whatever. This website, these guys are leading the research on deuterium and have been for almost I think actually over a decade now, they've got a lot of resources. They offer testing, testing that can be done at home. They've got um, article studies. They're actively doing their own studies. You've got Dr. Laszlo Boros here. You've got Dr. Q Collins. And you've got some other amazing doctors and influencers involved. And that, again, is a center for deuterium depletion. So if you have time, take a look at that. Um, okay, so we spoke about how deuterium bases causes these issues. Um, and I'll, I'll share some studies in the description for those of you that want to look a bit further. There has been new science that has, well, newish science that has found that high levels of deuterium can have quite a negative effect on your health and destroy that um, mitochondrial function. So, like I mentioned, naturally occurring deuterium is essential for the normal growth of cells when you're a baby, when you're younger, and you can metabolize it better, and then for crops and fruit and food and animals. So deuterium can be great, um, but as we get older in life, it's not ideal. So deuterium slows down, that ATPA, so slowing down how we make our energy. Um, then slowing down this ATPAs or these nanomotors, that then draws less oxygen from the blood and lowers the redox potential of cells. And actually speaking to my sister this morning about redox potential, she was asking me about citric acid and um, I was like, look, a lot of these molecules, heavy metals, chemicals and all, the, the focus should be on how well your body can detoxify and metabolize them and how well the redox potential of your cell is. So deuterium can influence that. Redox potential really means how well you can transfer the electrons and the basically the antioxidant capabilities or um, potential of the cell. 
deuterium depletion, when you reduce deuterium, has been found to have anti-cancer effects. And deuterium plays a key role in tumor development. There is a lot of research around deuterium and cancer. And of course, what got me down this rabbit hole was when I was dealing with my cervical cancer adventures. I'm the type of person that delves deep and I want to just do everything and anything, the unconventional stuff, when I look at the research and that as I mentioned in the molecular hydrogen, that's what introduced me to molecular hydrogen, but that's when I got introduced to deuterium as well, um, which is fascinating, as you're now finding. There's been a lot of work done on deuterium depletion in animals, especially in dogs. In Europe, the deuterium depletion diet and protocol it's actually a registered therapeutic for fighting cancer in dogs. It is recognized as an anti-cancer therapeutic in Europe. It is registered. Most people have never heard of this. That's in animals so far, but there is a lot of research, and this has actively been practiced by the guys at the Center for Deuterium Depletion with their cancer patients. If, you're, if cancer is something you're dealing with or you're concerned about or a family member, uh, this is definitely an idea that you should entertain. And of course, I'm always happy to answer questions if you do have questions about it. Um, and I'm trying to explain it slower and clearer so you guys can understand because topics like this can get very sciencey and confusing and I really just want you to kind of get the gist of how this affects you and how important it is. Deuterium depletion has been shown to delay prostate cancer development and uh, there's anti-aging effects of deuterium depletion on manganese-induced toxicity in C. elegans. So it does have anti-aging effects in the approach of slowing down aging from maintaining good energy production, keeping the mitochondria functioning well, allowing the body to do its cellular turnover and regenerate and be um, strong and have a lot of vitality and keep the inflammation low and everything so it does have these benefits and I do think and not to sound um, what's the word I don't know is it narcissistic or too full of myself but I do think part of my appearance and my skin quality and I don't have a lot of wrinkles for my age which is pretty good I do think it's because I have been actively trying to practice a low deuterium diet with some exceptions, but I'd say like 70 to 80% of the time for the last four years. And I do think that has made a big impact on my aging for sure. So essentially, too much deuterium isn't good for your health and longevity because it slows down how the mitochondria work and Pretty much back to basics, everything starts at the mitochondria, everything, your energy, hormones, 
brain health, immune system, everything starts in the mitochondria. To be at your peak and function optimally and be full of life and feeling good, you, you want to keep these powerhouses or these mitochondria running as well and as fast as possible, which for some people may require depleting the body from excess deuterium as much as possible. You can't completely eliminate it. You do need some of it, but you want to be able to deplete it. When you do take it in, you want to be able to deplete or detoxify it, metabolize it better, therefore keeping your levels in a healthier range. So the proposed healthy deuterium levels in your body should be under 130 parts per million. And again, the center for deuterium depletion, they do offer testing, like home testing. Check out their website. Um, I'm planning to get my deuterium levels checked because I would be interested on where they're they are now after trying to deplete deuterium for the last four years. I feel good. I feel like it's been effective, but also there are there's that twenty to thirty percent where I'm living. I'm having cake. I'm eating out. So I'll be interested to see. In nature, the ratio of deuterium to hydrogen is about one to six. 1,600, which means that the natural concentration of deuterium is roughly 150 parts per million. The content of deuterium in water ranges from 120 to 160 parts per million. Most water that most people are drinking is going to be around that 150, 160 parts per million area which is problematic so again we kind of want our levels to be 130 or lower there is before someone asks and again this is in my article I've mentioned this before uh, the one on my website there are some waters that are lower in deuterium um, and this research I came across from Dr. Jack Cruz who's done, he was one of the beginning voices in the health realm to talk about deuterium. And he noted that some of these glacier and waters from high altitudes were lower in deuterium. And that actually included some of the waters we would be more familiar with, like San Pellegrino and Evian and Gerald Steiner, and a couple of others, even here in Alberta, the water that you get from Banff, because Banff has some taps throughout the town where you can fill up your water, and that water comes directly off the mountain from runoff, that water would be lower in deuterium. So there are some, and I'm going to add this in, because I think this is important. I've always been very vocal about alkaline water. It's not something I promote. I don't want my clients drinking it. I don't drink it. I did a video a couple of weeks ago on my YouTube channel because there was some silly video going around Instagram about the pH of mineral waters and how acidic they are. And I kind of did that counter video just trying to help people really understand because a lot of these videos are so clickbaity 
there's so much more to it. It has to be in context, but the people that make these videos, they don't understand. So it really just becomes clickbait and almost fear-mongering. Don't drink this water. Don't eat this dark chocolate. And that really annoys me because everything has to be in context. Deuterium is alkaline. Alkaline water is higher in deuterium. The more acidic your water is, the lower it is in deuterium. And this is where your San Pellegrino and your mineral water comes in because those waters are more acidic. This should also kind of give you an idea about nutrition as well. The more acidic a food is, the lower it potentially is in deuterium. Bring in the vinegars, the apple cider vinegars, they are lower in deuterium. But uh, I really want you to bear that in mind. Apart from alkaline waters messing up your digestive system, it's a terrible idea. They are higher in deuterium. As you're learning now, you don't want to be consuming a lot of deuterium because, to put it plainly, deuterium messes shit up. That's what it does. So deuterium content in water increases the susceptibility of depression, according to one study, um, due to a serotonin-related mechanism. And this study was done by Signature Health, and I will share, um, actually, this study was not done by Signature Health, this is actually on PubMed, and I will share it in the description. But this, the title of this study says, Deuterium content of water increases depression susceptibility. The potential role of a serotonin-related mechanism. I have a, a lot of people dealing with anxiety and depressive disorders, bipolar mood disorders, and so on. Um, and I'm well aware the cost of constantly buying mineral water, it can add up, especially with inflation. But that was just an example of one way you can start approaching the idea of reducing deuterium levels in your body. There are other ways, there's free ways, there are definitely other ways. Um, so then there was, um, following that study, treating mice with deuterium depleted water increased their EEG moments of wakefulness and decreased the duration of REM sleep. And we are going to get into that. Um, this may be because of how the Improved mitochondrial function reduces the need for sleep because you're producing energy better. Um, okay, so deuterium depleted water, basically the idea and the center for deuterium depletion, water and wellness. There's a couple of websites, even Amazon, I think, sell deuterium depleted water. Their waters can range from anywhere from 85 parts per million to 125. I believe looking at Dr. Jack Cruz's research, and it's been quite a while since I've looked at it, but it always retained in my memory the numbers and the names of the water. The likes of San Pellegrino and Evian and Gerald Steiner, they were in and around 127 maybe 126. Aquapana was the lowest, so maybe that was 126. Um, so you don't have to necessarily buy the specific deuterium-depleted waters. There's other ways you can start to deplete, but there, if you want to, if let's say 
cancer diagnosis has just occurred or there's something going on there, you might want to invest in deuterium depleted water. But um, basically deuterium depleted water enhances the mitochondria's ability to produce energy and then that has the ripple effect through all the other body processes, including cognition and just your overall feeling of well-being and good strong mental health. So water high in deuterium is found, like I mentioned, in alkaline waters, oceans, lakes, rivers, streams, lower deuterium can be created um, usually by drinking glacial water or high altitude water or structured water from frozen water. Most people are not going to do that. Um, you can also remove deuterium by sweating, urinating. My clients who were complaining last week about urinating so much, there you go, here's another bonus, breathing, and that would come in with exercise. Uh, deplet depletion, you can deplete deuterium through fatty acid oxidation, so basically fat burning. Um, fasting can help you deplete deuterium. Um going low carb. So the ketogenic diet is considered a deuterium depletion diet because it removes these foods that have higher deuterium in them than they do just hydrogen. So that would be like our fruits, our starches, grains, high carb um, plants, processed foods, sugar chips, cookies, trans fats are huge. When it comes to deuterium because of how they are processed um, with high deuterium food and water. GMO foods high in deuterium so we're looking at soy, corn, wheat, even tomatoes and papaya there. Um, supplements can be a problem and I am actually talking to a guy in a couple of weeks about natural versus synthetic supplements so maybe we'll get into this. Um, so grain fed meats, this is where if you can get grass fed or pasture raised, those animals or meats, they are lower in deuterium. Grain fed animals like beef, pork and lamb, they're higher in deuterium because they're eating high deuterium foods basically. And then older foods are higher in deuterium than younger food because it loses its ability to remove deuterium with age and also if that's like fruit or something then that's going to have higher sugar and sugar has more deuterium so that's where in season eating eating produce that's in season can be beneficial if you are having and there's a lot more to this but I'm really just trying to help you kind of understand the importance of considering deuterium at the very least just consider it um, so combining high carb foods, for instance, with deuterium rich foods and a lot of sugars, that's going to overload your system. That's going to destroy your mitochondria. That's going to flood your body with heavy water and you're going to have fatigue, lethargy, mood disorders, hormonal issues, aches and pains, all that good stuff. So we mentioned some ways you can deplete deuterium. Um, you've got choosing cleaner water, low deuterium water, exercise, fasting, sweating, 
Breathing a lot is going to detoxify or deplete deuterium. REM sleep actually is where we do a lot of our deuterium depletion. So getting a, your good quality REM sleep and good quality sleep overall is going to help you deplete deuterium. When we look at deuterium depleted foods, you're looking at your green plants and vegetables because the chloroplast or chlorophyll depletes deuterium from green leafy plants and vegetables like your broccoli and your spinach and stuff. I, If you're I'm listening to me and you're a client or you've been following me for quite a while, you know I'm a big fan of supplementing with chlorophyll as well as eating your greens. So there you've got that double whammy. Um, and chlorophyll has its own benefits for helping with that photosynthesis and energy production as well. Um, nuts and seeds are deuterium depleted because of their low sugar content. Grass-fed animals, fish and eggs are low in deuterium because they're packed with healthy fats. Cold water fish are lower in deuterium. Um, raw dairy can be low in deuterium because it's low carb, high fat. So really you're getting the gist now, lower carb, high fat. And you have to find the balance here, I do think. And it really depends on your situation as well. Are you fighting cancer? What's your situation? Are you already healthy? Like, there's a lot to be considered. Um, animal fats like tallow, lard, ghee, butter, even extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, avocados, olives, they're all low in theory in deuterium because they're low in sugar and higher in fat. Um... And the carbon-hydrogen bonds in their composition allow them to be lower in deuterium as well. So deuterium-depleted fats um, and meats and green vegetables, nuts, seeds, if you can tolerate them, some dairy, if you can tolerate it, these are going to be lower in that heavy water that's going to slow down the process of ATP production. So you're pretty much getting... The idea, like a ketogenic diet or a low-carb diet, doesn't have to be ketogenic, could be something to play in your favor. Um, because I know when people say ketogenic, but you recommend some carbs. Yes, I do. Everything is in context. Um, carbohydrate restriction does shift fuel usage from glucose to fatty acids, which I spoke to a client about this morning. That's specifically what I do is improve metabolic flexibility. That's part of the process I start all my clients on. Um, and that then helps with appetite suppression, weight loss, improved markers of health, metabolic flexibility, better blood sugars, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's a lot more. So we kind of went in a lot of depth here. I'm going to leave it at this so it doesn't get more confusing. Deuterium is definitely something I think people should consider. It's important. As you're seeing and hopefully learning from all my interviews and podcasts, there's so much to help. And it's important for so many reasons. Some researchers are going to say, yeah, it's just deuterium. This is the only thing that's causing issues. Other researchers are going to say it's this, but it's all important. And if you're doing everything right and still feeling rubbish, it may be the deuterium. You have no idea how many people I've spoke to in the last week or two that said, like, I, I do everything right and I'm following this meal plan from this other health coach and 
I, I eat well and I just can't lose weight and I feel rubbish. And then when I look at their nutrition, I'm like, that's not healthy. I don't even know who created this meal plan, but it's ridiculous. Like there's so much to consider. You can't, in my opinion, you can't just be a health coach and regurgitate what you learned on whatever course you did. You have to constantly look at the other stuff, the other stuff that's not being talked about, the other stuff that's being overlooked that could really be making um, things harder or easier. And I think deuterium is one of these. So I'm going to leave it at that, tiny bit longer than my usual podcast, usual solo podcast. I hope you found this really interesting. As always, if you've any questions, reach out to me. My website, shemainsmodelhealth.com. Facebook and Instagram, shemainsmodelhealth. Even on my website, there's a connect with me button that will allow you to email me. um, And I'll see your question there. Please like, share and subscribe if you haven't done already. It really helps small businesses like mine. And then it helps us get this information to more people so we can help more people. Like... The world is in a dire state right now with the health of individuals. So sharing is caring. Um, And yeah, I'm going to chat to you guys really soon. So until then, start maybe depleting your deuterium. Get lots of sunshine and I will chat to you guys soon. Bye bye.